Conversations on Economic Opportunity, produced by Ann Arbor Spark. Ann Arbor Spark is a public private academic partnership that's creating economic activity and prosperity in the Ann Arbor region. Innovative businesses and leaders are what make Ann Arbor a destination for startups and growing global businesses. By sharing their stories, they share what makes this region stand out for the exceptional schools, abundant parks, amazing community services that all contribute to our quality of life. Conversations on economic opportunity are a way to spotlight those who are helping this region thrive. Joining me today is Matthew Van Beeson, president of the University of Michigan's University Musical Society. Thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule to come in and talk with us today. Great to be here, Paul. So we have been doing the podcast for a while, and one of the things we've learned is it's really important at the beginning to let the audience learn a little bit about the guest and a little bit about you. So take a moment and share your biography, how you got here, um, uh, the sort of what's the life story to this point? Yeah, you know, um, I'm a... I'm Midwestern born. I was born in St. Louis. I'm not going to take you through every year, don't worry. Um, um, while I had a chance to grow up in different parts of the country, I really consider myself a Midwesterner and um, had the opportunity to both be a professional musician uh, in the early part of my career. I was a professional French hornist and okay. then sort of transitioned into a management career inside the arts. Uh, had the chance, really great, amazing opportunity to be the CEO for three orchestras, uh, the Houston Symphony, the Melbourne Symphony in Australia, oh, wow. cool. and then the orchestra that I was working for before I uh, decided to come here to Michigan, which was the New York Philharmonic, uh, great storied institution. So um, yeah, it's been an amazing ride. I'm a, I'm a case study in what the arts can do for a young person and for their life and for their worldview. Yeah, it's interesting because we have gotten some folks on our staff who uh, are in and what we find a lot with the university and university institution related institutions sometimes you have this trailing spouse scenario so our head of research or her husband is a uh, double bassist and he's at UM uh, pursuing a PhD All right. so we were very fortunate to capture her when she yeah. came uh, to work for us so you're right there's this there's this sort of connection between arts and people and how they how they move around the country absolutely and I think this is a very rich environment for the arts as well as for entrepreneurs and for technology so it's a great place so you've been at UMS for a year now um, so you talked about being at the New York Philharmonic what what caused you to be very interested in this opportunity and and how has your experience to date lined up with what you thought it was going to be when you when you accepted the position? Well, rewind to 2011, I was actually interviewing to become the CEO at the New York Philharmonic, uh, but I came here to Ann Arbor for a week uh, for with along with 99 other art CEOs from around the world. I was in Melbourne at the time, so I'm sure I won the award for having come the farthest. <laughs> And uh, it was a really extraordinary week. I, I, I had known about Ann Arbor, I had known about the University of Michigan, uh, but hadn't seen it up close. And I really had this fantastic week um, with these other art CEOs. It was a great curriculum at Ross. It was the first time I met Ken Fisher, okay. uh, my predecessor here. Um, and so even before I went to New York, I knew about this place. I knew about the amazing series that uh, the University Musical Society, you know, you know the, the great tradition. Um, and so when I was at the New York Philharmonic then, we had a long, long history yes. of bringing the New York Philharmonic to Ann Arbor. And in fact, the story I love to tell is that the New York Philharmonic came to Ann Arbor in 1916 for the first time. And what's, what's amazing about that's three years after Hill Auditorium was built, but that was before the New York Philharmonic had even gone to Europe 
on a tour. So they came here to Ann Arbor, Michigan, mm -hmm. amongst other places. And so it's a great tradition. We brought the New York Philharmonic uh, to Ann Arbor twice during my tenure and planned the third visit, which sure. just happened this just last happened. November. But it's a, you know, it's the first performing arts series uh, that began at a major university here in America. Um, it's evolved tremendously over the last 30 years, especially under Ken's leadership, Michael Conjolka, the head of programming. It's an amazing team here. Um, I really, you know, people have told, Wynton Marcellus said to me, you know, it, it probably is the best art series in America, not only in terms of what is presented, but how it's presented. And mm -hmm. that's a big part of who we are and how mm -hmm. we're thinking about the mm -hmm. future. Anything been surprising as you've taken the helm? Yeah, I think, you know, I knew it was a great place to come to. and I knew that the educational environment and the academic environment would be great. Uh, what I love and what was maybe shouldn't have been a surprise to me, but has been, is the, the wonderful entrepreneurial spirit mm -hmm. um, here in Ann Arbor. And of course, this ties into Spark mm -hmm. and, and all, the, all the work that you're doing. But you can, you can feel it. You can feel it in the town um, and the surroundings and in the, and then in the region. And then it also kind of also permeates the university environment mm -hmm. as well. Because one, one thing that I always say, not only have I really enjoyed working with leadership at the university immensely, and and really found gratifying their belief in the arts, but like the deans of all the academic units, they're incredibly entrepreneurial in how they think about their units. So I, I love that. I mean, I've, I've always seen myself as someone who is always trying to think entrepreneurially inside the arts. Yeah, it's interesting because it, it, one of the things I would say in, as an observer and uh, attendee of uh, programs that, that UMS presents is uh, and having also lived all over the United States. The willingness of this community to experience new art forms and new uh, presenters and new artists is, is something that has struck me uh, and a real embracing of that. You know, some, some communities you're in love Beethoven, love I've, Brahms. I've don't in, get me I've, wrong. I've been in but, them, don't worry. <laughs> right, but it's like, well, you, you didn't do Beethoven seventh this year, right? And it's like, well, that's because we want to try to, to yeah. explore new things. And this community seems to me, just in, in, as an observer, uh, very, and I, I kind of put that in the entrepreneurial, yeah. uh, innovator category, entrepreneurial, says, I want to experience new things. Uh, so uh, that's why I think it's probably fun uh, for you to be in this role. Absolutely, I mean, every community feels different and you have to think about how you program and how you make artistic offerings, and, but you're absolutely right. I mean, this is incredibly well-educated populace here. I think I just saw something literally yesterday saying that, you know, Ann Arbor is, you know, f kind of far and away the most educated city in America. Yeah, highest per capita New York Times readership. Yeah, there. right. And, uh, you know, and that's, that's, of course, one metric, but not all communities educated or, or less educated, you know, gravitate towards experimentation yeah. and ambitious work. And, you know, that's a really credit to my predecessor, Ken, and the, and the team here, and kind of the gestalt of this community. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, to always be, to, to relish and savor the traditional, but also be wondering, okay, well, what's next? What's, what's next on the horizon? Wh what else can we do? How can mm -hmm. we push the envelope mm -hmm. here? And whether it always is successful or whether it's always to everyone's taste is, you know, is, a, you know, is the constant debate, but it keeps it, keeps it moving. It keeps forward That's momentum. Right. And, and uh, obviously you are, and I approach this in, in my reading and things that I am interested in. 
that uh, you know many of what we would consider today traditional conservative art forms were innovative and dramatic changes right. in the past, right? So yeah. um, uh, we have to we have to always kind of move the ball forward, I guess. So one of the questions we had questions prepared in questions. So one of the questions was, what questions do you get asked about UMS most frequently? Well, I think for people who there there were a bunch of people who were very funny and sort of said. How's this guy gonna move from New York to Ann Arbor, Michigan? And so people, you know, who know New York well, spend a lot of time there, they will come up and kind of put their arms on my shoulders uh, and they'll say, Are you okay? Ah, uh, <laughs> okay. And and to which I say, not only am I okay, I'm great. We yes. we had a full understanding of of the incredible values and um, assets that that the Ann Arbor community offers and did not sort of have you know, any any reluctance to come here. And in fact, while we loved New York, um, New York is not the easiest place to live. And, mm. you know, there are so many competing mm. interests in New York that it's nice to see, nice to be in a place where you can have spirited debate, but where there's so much alignment in the community about, you know, what's what's important, what, you know, where where is, what is progress, you know, what, what entails sure. progress, et cetera. So, um, we're having a great time here. I have incredible, incredible quality of life, and but also an incredible opportunity here professionally, and what we get to do creatively and artistically. Well, here it's funny amazing. that you that you, that was how you answered that. Um, uh, little little teaching. That may be a more no 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 no, no a little a little a little teaching moment for our audience. So uh, they've those who've listened regularly or who might uh, coming in now have heard this before. I came here from Silicon Valley. And so my wife's a native native Californian, and um, I get the same thing. And it's yeah. a teaching moment for Michiganders yeah. that we, the people that come here, actually think this is a great place. Yeah. And it's the Midwestern sort of uh, not thinking their place is really Humility. all that great. And why? Why would you come here? You know, you're from someplace else. So little teaching moment. Yeah. Uh, be a little prouder about yeah, uh, you know, your place. It's funny. There's actually a, a analogous situation in Australia, and the Australians call it the cultural cringe. And that is in the arts community in Australia. They don't. They don't feel always that they measure up, you know, yes. internationally. And and I used to just try to beat it into them, yes. saying, "Stop it! Stop it! Stop, yeah, you know, for, put that aside. You you have great artistry here. You have great talent. You have incredible young musicians coming up. Put that aside. Just get out there and show yeah, them what a, you got. It's a, a incredibly friendly community. Um, and so my, my little anecdote on this is is that we didn't change our cell phone numbers. People don't necessarily do that anymore. Right. right? So at the hardware store, so Ace Hardware, they it's your code for your discounts or whatever. <laughs> and I always get the, you're not from here. What that area code is that? And you say California. They go, why are you here? You know, that kind of thing. So teaching moment again. Yeah. This is a great place. Feel good about it. Yeah, so, absolutely. So um, you talked a little bit about transition. So let's talk a little about you. You had, as you described, you, you had a good 10 years in, in uh, various places and you initiated some innovative programs, uh, residency, educational program in China. Um, the UMS lends itself to that. What's there, what are some ideas that you have uh, that you're, you're thinking about? Yeah, we had a chance um, when I was at the New York Philharmonic. I mean, you've got this incredible tradition. You've got, frankly, an incredible brand uh, just globally. And, you know, in yeah. some ways we used to, you know, joke that, you know, our brand was even stronger outside the United States than it was inside the United States. And, um, but what we were working to do and what I felt very passionate about was figuring out how to, how to understand 
what kind of resource we have been at, at, in that instance as a professional orchestra and what, what kind of cultural resource can mm -hmm. we become. And so not, not being so rigid about you know, the thinking around what can we be. And so in New York it was around not only being a great musical ensemble but it was about ambassadorship and it was about cultural, cultural diplomacy if you will. Mm -hmm. it, but it was also about thinking how to leverage the assets of the New York Philharmonic with educational partners and in Shanghai we had a chance to basically help create a new orchestral training academy okay. with the orchestra. So um, it, it, it can never be too prescriptive, right? But I love this idea of understanding how arts organizations can think of themselves as larger cultural resources than maybe they were traditionally mm -hmm. willing to. I think UMS is special in that I think it has long kind of regarded itself as a, a broader sort of cultural resource. So our our job now is to figure out how do we push that that much sure. further? How can we figure out how to partner even more uh, effectively and with higher impact uh, in the university setting? Mm -hmm. How do we think about the business community right. here um, in the region? How, how, do we, how do we think about kind of uh, allocating our time, our resources, our expertise, the artistry that we bring and deploying it in ways that are sometimes unexpected, but have a potential for an, uh, an unexpected impact. Yeah, the messaging. I think the thing that is is going to be uh, great uh, with your with your leadership as we move forward is how how various of us, including Spark, can look to partner to communicate a message about this place. Um, you know, one of the things that's really true uh, in, in the business, the main business line that Spark's in, which is supporting the development of technology companies, right. is, is um, generationally, um, talent has changed its approach. And what I mean by that is talent, and we, we've talked about this before in the podcast, that um, surveys say that 65% of young young talented people choose where to live first before they choose where yeah. to work um, which is very different from from my genera my generation which was Absolutely. where's the job I'm gonna go there and right. then if it has a, an interesting cultural environment let's say that's great I benefit if not well that's the way it is um, it's almost like a military posting right, <laughs> right. Uh, I'm here for this period of time but what's interesting is is that that it's really important to us in our messaging that we're communicating uh, the array of, of cultural offerings and yeah. opportunities that are present here. Uh, yeah. And so that's a really good, uh, good nexus between yeah. UMS and, and Spark. Um, so uh, anything else you would like to, to share with us? Uh, we're really excited about you joining the board. It was, it was a, a Spark board, I should say, to the audience, is that that's, uh, we, we think that the, the relationship is so important, we wanted you to be a part of our, our organizational planning. So anything yeah, you want to no, share I'm, in closing? I'm, well, I'm very honored and excited to join you know, Spark. And you know, was saying to you, but even before we started the interview, you know, how impressed I've been. I went to Tech Talks this year and just my wheels were turning about both in terms of how we as arts can learn from other sectors um, and other entrepreneurs and, and kind of apply some of those principles. I mean, one of the things I walked away with, I loved the presentation on Domino's that they think of themselves as a technology company who happens First. to sell pizza. I mean, you know, it's always a cart and horse kind of thing, yeah, yeah. right? But uh, I love I love that willingness to stretch and think, and so I think we can benefit as an arts organization in terms of receiving that other thinking, but where can we come to the table with, with something with artists, with 
a different approach that can help entrepreneurs and technologists think about what they do in a different way. Well, great. Thanks so much for taking some time to come My in today. My pleasure. Enjoy the conversation. Uh, for more information about Ann Arbor Spark, you can find us on the web at annarborusa.org and also on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. For more information about UMS, it's very, very simple. It's ums.org. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Conversations on Economic Opportunity. We hope you'll like and share the content you heard today. For additional podcasts and information about Spark, visit annarborusa.org.